So, how are things? Things are okay. I bought a laptop, which I'm now using to record. Ooh, what, what kind of laptop? It's a very small two-in-one laptop from Dell. What the heck does two-in-one mean? It's a laptop. It, it means instead of opening one way, it can like the screen can completely flip around to the other side and then you can use it as a touchscreen tablet. Oh, like Microsoft does. Yeah, kind yeah, of like yeah. that, but okay. from Dell. Yeah, because I figured if I take half my desk out of my office and put it in my room, this might make for a better recording space because the laptop is virtually silent. Yes, totally. Yeah. And so portable. Mm-hmm. Well, good. That's the idea. That's awesome. I haven't had a laptop. I, last time I bought a laptop was 2004, I want to say. Wow. Yeah, I've been a desktop guy for a long time. Fair enough. Uh, I guess I did buy a little Chromebook a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. That kind of counts. Yeah, four or five years ago, just for taking notes and certain things and on-the-go email for trips and whatnot. But then I kind of figured my phone could do like 90% of it, so I was like, eh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not really worried about it. And sold it to my mom, who uses it all the time. Fair enough. Yeah. There was a big Adventure Time sticker on the back with uh, Finn and Jake. <laughs> it wasn't a sticker. It was more like just a little outline. Um, oh, It was a sticker. Well, yeah, but I mean, it wasn't... It came off real easy, I guess. It was very minimalist. Did she have to take it off, or did she leave it on there? She took it off. She was not an Adventure Time fan. Still isn't, apparently. But you know what I'm talking about. It's just the outline of the characters with, like, a black line around the outside instead of, like, the whole thing was filled in with sticker. No. I I can honestly say I don't know what you mean. Okay. So, like, imagine a line drawing of Finn and Jake without color or any fill-in or anything. So it was black and white? Yeah. It was just a black and white sticker. Yes, except there was no white. It was just the black, and it was using the chrome silvery stuff of the of the front to give it the fill-in. So it just used what was already there. Okay. And all you had to do to get it off was just peel the little black lines off that were giving the outer edges of the picture. Okay. Hang on. Do I have to Google this? You might have to Google it. Laptop something. Uh, no, 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 no. Super filled in, super filled in. Like, I'm seeing a lot of what you're thinking it is, probably. Yeah. I guess it's kind of like this. Like, here's a uh, BMO version of this thing. BMO? Uh, yeah, from Adventure Time. She's basically a Game Boy that is sentient. Oh, okay. With I kind of, yeah, okay. So, right, so instead of, like, a whole sticker you have to peel off, you just peel off the little black things and it's a lot less messy. Right, but does it come off as one piece? Um, Yeah, I guess I'm looking at BMOs, and there are little non-connected pieces, right? Yeah, mine didn't have any of those. Mine just used, like, one big old piece, and I think it all came off at the same time. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so that was my last laptop. It was not an Apple like this. It was a Chromebook. Mm-hmm. Bermir, what kind of specs you get on your uh, laptop? Uh, pass? Not entirely... <laughs> Somicron, you shame me. Can it do YouTube? Can it record stuff? Does it have a USB port? <laughs> I made sure it could meet the more than the minimum requirements for Audacity and Discord. <laughs> <laughs> wow, beefy. Yeah, okay. So it has three USB ports. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think one of them is a USB 3 as well. It comes with a 125 gig SSD. Uh, if I close well minimize everything and then go it, it's running windows 10 mm-hmm. you seriously have no idea what kind of processor it has or how much ram or anything i'll i'll get to it it's got uh i want to say f- 
four gigs of RAM. The clock speed is like three gigahertz on the processor. All right. These numbers sound fair. Um, I, I just really wish most laptops they have like a little sticker on them next to the like trackpad that just tells you this and I'm trying to remember it off what I read on a card in store yesterday yeah which I, is not good I mean honestly if you just need it for audacity and discord and the ability to use your microphone it I don't think it really matters what the specs are no probably not okay so I remembered that in these settings there's an about and it's uh installed ram is eight gigs Ooh, the eight. processor is an AMD Radon R5 okay. at 1.8 gigahertz. Oh, all right. Huh, that feels like a lot of RAM for a slower processor. Yeah. But mm. eh, I was just going to say, I don't think you can buy a laptop today that couldn't handle the requirements of what you need it to do. So you are <laughs> good to go. Probably true. I mean, <laughs> I did I did look up the requirements for audacity and they're like if you're going to be recording for more than an hour you probably want to aim above the minimum specs like above the recommended not just the minimum but for just like storage space right it doesn't use i mean does it use more ram or processor speed to record longer audio uh, i guess because it's got to work with the whole file it's got to be able to move all of it at once that's a good point how mm. long is long did they say but they said if you're working with files over an hour oh well that sounds like us yeah, that does sound like us. Although, I'm going to try my hardest for an exact one hour this week. <laughs> no. On the dot, n- no plus or minus any seconds, one hour. <laughs> Who said that? Who was like, it's never an hour? Was that Ted? Ted? No, that was just Jordan. Oh, it was? It was Jordan? It was, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, on the Gauntlet Global Open, he was complaining that the Falcon Paladin hour is never one hour. Right. It's always an hour and some change. Sure. What a ridiculous expectation to set for us, Jordan. Don't listen to him. He doesn't listen to the pod anyway. He had no idea that he's the intro for the pod, and you did that like three pods ago. Here's the thing. He did know that because he popped up in the Discord being like, um, so there's something different about the intro this week. Did he just forget? Because he just made it sound like on the Open that he had no idea that he was the intro. I don't know. Maybe I mis- misinterpreted. Maybe. Maybe. Finally, there was some way to go back and check. I know, right? It does seem like he's yeah. behind, though. So. Oh, he probably is. I don't think he got any sign-spinning work for a while. Right. But he did mention he has some coming up. So by the time this posts, mm-hmm. hopefully he'll be caught up. So that'll be good. Hopefully so. Yes. Good job, Jordan. Hey, you know what I want to talk about today? Uh, The Utah Jazz. No. You have one more guess. Oh. Um... Infinity Ward, you want to turn it into a four-week debate? This should not be hard. Are you trolling? I feel like you're trolling. Of course I'm trolling. You want to talk about the second greatest Wade in the world. (laughs) Second greatest. Boy, that's an inflated (laughs) ego you have there. No. (laughs) No. Seems like you have an accurate understanding of who you are as relation to other Wades in the universe. Well, I mean, okay, isn't there like a basketball player named Wade? I think he's probably above me as well. Dwayne Wade has won... Three national champ or three national three NBA titles, I think. Maybe even well, there you go. He's four. He's got one up on me. Dwayne Wade has won. Why is this not the first thing? The first thing. Three-time NBA champion, 2006, 2012, and 2013, with an NBA Finals MVP award in 2006. So yeah, he hmm. might be ranked higher than you in the worldwide Wade ratings. Maybe. Yeah. Actually, I wonder if we can Google for notable Wade. I'm sure we could. I'm just going to do that right now. Notable Wades. 
Oh, does that mean we don't hear Famous any clicky clacks anymore? Did you hear me typing just then? No, I just realized. You will not hear my clickety clacks. Yes. All right. So there's Wade Boggs, who's one of the greatest baseball players of all time from old mm-hmm. timeies, like black and white times. Yeah. So he might be ranked higher. There's Wade Phillips, who used to be a head coach for the Broncos, the Bills, and the Cowboys in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He's currently a defensive coordinator mm-hmm. for the Broncos. I don't know. He never won a Super Bowl or anything. Lots of like sports people. Yeah. It is a very sporty list, isn't it? Soccer player, baseball pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wade Williams is an American actor who's best known for his starring role as Brad Bellick on Fox's television series Prison Break. I never watched that one. Did you watch that one? I did watch a bit of Prison Break. Yeah. Um, I don't remember any of it. Oh, other than Sorry. they're trying to break out of prison? Other than they're trying to break out of prison and he's got tattoos all over his body, which is also the blueprints to the prison. Yeah, I know that. I've seen zero <laughs> of Prison Break. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there's a hockey player. There's an Australian dancer and choreographer named Wade Robson. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wade Wilson is a football player. More hockey, more baseball. Texas country red dirt singer from Waco, Texas. Wade Bowen. We're, we're getting real mm-hmm. obscure as we go further down this list that I'm looking at. Yeah. I keep thinking that it maybe there'll be someone else further down. That we'll actually have heard of. It just gets worse. Yeah. So what we're saying is you're high on the list. Because really, I would put Wade Boggs above you. And... Mm-hmm. Eh, eh. What about Wade Van Landingham? Van Landingham? <laughs> I yeah. don't know who that is. The list doesn't even say who he is. <laughs> no. It's, it's like, not him. he's notable. We're not going to tell you why. No. Like this Wade Peters guy. Also, not going to tell you why. You, you figure it out. Mm. Mm. But the way that we are mostly concerned about today is Wade Wilson, also known as the Deadpool. Did not appear on this list. I know, right? What a travesty. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if we got a list of like a fictional Wades. If that would give us some more people. It might. I imagine there are more fictional Wades than actual Wades listed on that list. Mm, not according to Wikipedia. So I've got this list here. That I'm gonna pull up for you. We've got. It's not a good list for fictional characters. There's wade a mythological character who apparently is like old times old times german mythology known as vadi in the norse language and an old english poem named the widsith according to something i can't pronounce he was born between king victor and an elk (laughs) what (laughs) old english poems are weird Wade Wellers, a female character on the television show Sladders. Yep, never watched that one. No. So what we're saying is, I, I think the list of fictional characters named Wade is even smaller and sadder than the list of <laughs> real people whose name is Wade. With the exception of Wade Wilson, obviously. Yes. Yes. The Merc with a Mouth. The Merc with a Mouth, unless he's an X-Men Origins, in which case his mouth is sewn <laughs> shut because Fox has no idea what to do with IP. Oh, God. I hate everything about that movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't even seen it, and I hate everything about it. You actually haven't seen it? No, because everybody who saw it hated it, and I'm not wasting two hours of my life watching hate stuff. I have better better things to do. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue with that. Okay, I just want to start this by gloating. Can I gloat for a second? Uh, About what? Remember how I was like, his girlfriend needs to die, and you were like, well... Guess what happened in the first five minutes? She died. She but died. guess what happened in the last five minutes? I cheered. She came back. No, she didn't. She's still dead. Don't you try to ruin my pr- my pride. 
No, 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 no. In the, in the mid-credits scene, Deadpool's got the um, Cable's time thingy fixed and goes back and fixes the timeline and stops her from dying. Oh, yeah. She's back. That happened, but that was just jokes. She's dead. No, she's <laughs> not dead. Oh, she's alive. No. Do we really have to do this? <laughs> she's alive. <clears throat> One, I never said she wouldn't die. I just said it's not the only option, right? I was saying, you've got a false dichotomy there, let's not do that. And she died, she did. She was dead for 99% of the movie. But, but you're right, I f- totally forgot that he saved her. I'm mad at myself for forgetting. Mm-hmm. But, 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 but you were right, she did die. She died once. Crap. She died and Deadpool was sad and wanted to commit suicide, and that is the Deadpool of the comics. That is him. So mm-hmm. I was very pleased. I mean, I think he really wanted to die because Logan did. No. That was part of it. He wanted to one-up Logan, but he also wanted to die because th- his soulmate was dead. Yeah. And the scene where he's on the barrels of flammable stuff and he flicks the cigarette into the open, it was that's a great scene. That's very good. That is a great scene, yeah. Twice. We get it twice. Once in super slow motion. Sir, what did you think about the X-Force and Peter? Okay. That was top three best moments in the movie. He spends all this time assembling the X-Force, and then within 35 Mm -hmm. seconds, they're all dead. It's the greatest. I was so, so pleased. (laughs) I was audibly cackling in the movie theater. People who were there, they got it. They got the Deadpool. They were laughing, too. Well, there's especially a risk when someone's getting, like, falling into a wood chipper, and you're laughing hysterically. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to not come off as a psychopath, but if everybody else is on board, too, it's less of a concern. Yeah, yeah. If society is psychotic, it's okay for you to be. Yeah. Well, Mm, and so one of the people he recruits is Terry Crews. And I'm like, Terry Crews Mm. is in this movie? What? I didn't hear anything about this. And then 24 seconds later, I was like, ah, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) You get hit by a bus. That explains a lot. So what are your other top two moments in your top three moments? Uh, um, Vanessa dying is top one. I was like, yes, this is what we need. This you made fixes, a little mental note to gloat. This fix, yes, this fixes the <laughs> end of Deadpool one, which is a moderate travesty. Moderate travesty. I just, I don't know. I just feel like if they truly understood Deadpool, I say with my neck beard, that he would have beat the bad guy, <laughs> but that Vanessa would have died in the process. That just, it is Deadpool. It is tragic. He is a tragic figure. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. Speculation is now that Vanessa's actually death. Like, she's not a real person. She's actually just death pretending to be a human. Ooh, that's great, too. I'm on board with that. Yeah, there's some comics where death is in love with Deadpool, and Thanos has cursed him to never die. And so she can only meet him when he's on death's door, but about to come back, which they Uh, do in the movie. Yeah, that's amazing. That's so good. I hope they do that. Mm -hmm. It also ties in well because everything bad happens to Wade Wilson after he meets death, basically, in the comics. And in the movie, he meets Vanessa and then gets like nine types of cancer. He already has cancer. No, no, no. He didn't have cancer when he met Vanessa. And then he meets her and then it's like six months later and it's like, oh, you have cancer. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, okay. In the first in the first movie. Correct. Yes. Mm. Okay, I feel much better about this. I really do. Mm. Okay, thank you. Thank you for um, educating me as to the, the purpose of death in the Deadpool universe. You're always welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other, okay, my other sec, okay, the other part of the movie. I think 
kind of a two-parter. So when they go to the icebox and they got the necklaces on that to like remove their powers. I hate those necklaces. I hate those things. It's lazy storytelling. I did not come to the movies and pay $10 for a ticket to watch Deadpool be a regular guy with cancer lying on a bed <laughs> whining. No, that's not why I came. But what I was happy about is that it didn't last very long and the necklace came off. Yeah. And then he fought it out with cable and it was a great fight it was very good that was a fun fight when he falls off the thing and hits the cafeteria table and just like breaks his back oh that that was so good because cable's like oh well he's dead yeah walks away (laughs) nope and then you're like wait what's that on the ground hooray i was very pleased also the kids from new zealand russell is yeah i was like what is that accent it's kind of british but not really (laughs) kind of british kind of no. He doesn't enunciate very well. It took me one word for him to be like, oh, that kid's from New Zealand. And you're like, well, it's kind of British. You're Australian. You hear New Zealand accents every day. I only hear them when Taika Waititi does director's commentary for Thor. Uh, are you going to watch that director's commentary? I really need to. I might end up just buying the thing this week. Yeah, I'm probably going to buy it as well. And I'm really hoping I can get the director's commentary on digital. If not, I'm mean, going to have to go and buy the DVD. Yeah, that's what I was hoping, that it's on digital. Because if they make me Mm. buy a Blu-ray for the first time in two years, just to get director's commentary, I'm going to be upset. If I have to buy a DVD like that, I'll watch it like the director's commentary once, and then I'll probably give it to my brother. Yeah, probably try to sell it on eBay or something. I've never sold anything over the internet, because it's just, well, I mean, we've got shirts. But I've never sold anything privately through eBay or anything like that because I don't want to have to go through the process of, like, packaging it and sending it and finding out how to do that. I mean, it's not that hard, but I get it. It's extra work. Yeah. Anyway, what I, I guess the whole point was it's kind of a big moment for New Zealand in the last few weeks. You got the Taika Waititi moment with Thor, and then you've got the villain in Deadpool. Well, the ish villain. is there, I guess Juggernaut's the villain, but the potential villain is a New Zealand kid, New Zealander kid. Mm-hmm. Is there a nickname for them? Like Aussie, and is there like a Zeely for New Zealanders? <laughs> Zeely. Uh, there's Kiwi. Ki- but he's not, is he Kiwi? Well, Kiwi is usually someone who's not Maori and from New Zealand. Oh. But that kid's, is he Maori? He is Maori. Maori. Yeah. Okay. Which is native New Zealander. Got it. So he's just Maori. Yes. That's cool. Yeah, he was awesome. Mm. It was fun. Yeah, he was a good. He was. Kid <laughs> <of> the future. <laughs> <laughs> the part when Deadpool's going over the plan. This is Russell. He has an ass pen, and he will stab you with it. <laughs> Put that back in your prison wallet. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a pretty good battle plan. It was very thorough. It gave his team the information they needed to know. Mm-hmm. Even if it wasn't crayon, I thought it was pretty good. The fact that it's crayon is just so Deadpool. I love it. It's 100% Deadpool. It was great. And then the fact that none of them survived the jump. Except oh, for, yeah. except well, for Domino, Domino, who and is Deadpool. amazing. I'm in love with Domino. She's fantastic. I mean, I'd seen some promotional material for her in this movie, and I was like, I don't know anything about this lady. She looks cool, I guess. But then when she just shows up and she's like, my thing's luck. My superpower is luck. And he's like, that's not a superpower. And she's just like, eh. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. And like the first moment you're like, oh, because she she sticks the landing. She lands in the little convoy cockpit thing. And the first moment you're like, oh, okay, this is a real thing. It was when the guy turns to shoot her and it just goes click, click, click. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. This is going to be fun. And it was. It's basically plot armor, but acceptable. Yeah, it's in-universe plot armor, (laughs) basically. Ah, yeah, liked Domino a lot. I really did like that Peter didn't end up doing anything 
Yeah. So I was like, there. Yeah. Here's the thing with Deadpool. He's whimsical and he does funny zany things, like invite a random dude to be part of his X Force, but it doesn't go well because <laughs> that's the Deadpool universe. Is it doesn't turn right. into a plucky underdog succeeds despite overwhelming obstacles. And I think it's really great that he just is like, yeah, I'm a guy, and then does nothing as well. If he had then gone yeah. on to done something, I'd have been really annoyed. Exactly. Yeah. He, he, we had no expectations, and he completely lived up to those no expectations, and that was good. I do question, okay, you know how much I hate time travel, right? I just, I really can't shake the feeling like the use of the time travel device during the credits was just jokes. Because okay. who's a, who did he save? He saved Peter. He saved Peter. He saved Vanessa. He saved Vanessa. He... Killed Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> he did kill Origins Deadpool. And then he killed Green Lantern Ryan Reynolds, too. Yes. Yes. That was great. Ryan Reynolds is amazing. Did he save anybody else in the X-Force, though? I don't think he did. No, he, he let uh, everyone else die. Even the Vanisher. <laughs> he sure did. Even though was Brad Pitt, which, mm, that was a good moment. It's like, we want you to be in our latest upcoming Marvel movie, Deadpool 2. Oh, really? What's my role? An invisible man. Invisible <laughs> man. No Your lines. face will be on screen for under two seconds. Can you just CGI me in? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Matt Damon was in the movie too. Did you spot him? I No, I read it though. He's not recognizable. No, he's really not. He's not. He's one of the two dudes that Cable takes the pickup truck from. It's him and Alan Tudyk. Mm-hmm. I did not recognize Alan Tudyk either, to be honest. You did? I recognize Alan Tudyk. I know. Everybody did, except for me. You're too busy making mental notes to gloat. Yeah, that's what it was. I was like, I've got to show Somicron who's boss. And I missed Alan Tudyk, so I'll have to watch it again and watch for him. But from what I understand, Matt Damon, okay, so it's him, but you literally can't tell. Whereas his little cameo in Thor Ragnarok, you can tell it's him if you're looking for him. Yeah. Yeah, mm. so that was good. Cable was fun. I kind of, all right, so explain this to me. Why did he decide not to go back with his family? What happened there? Uh, He basically realized that Deadpool isn't such a bad guy and wanted to save his life. But I mean, there's Deadpool's not a bad guy. I understand that. But if I'm weighing saving Deadpool versus going back with my wife and kid, who who for whom I embarked upon this entire journey, I think I'm going back to my family. Sorry, man. You wanted to die anyway. Well, okay. He also men- makes mention that people of this time really screwed the timeline, like screwed the future up. And sure. maybe he thinks he can help fix that, which he does state. And if you know anything about Cable, he's actually got, like his cybernetics is actually a disease that's slowly, slowly taking over his entire body. They did a pretty good job communicating that in the film, kind of wordlessly though. I mean, kind of. They don't necessarily say that it's actually growing. They don't. But there's a couple times that he's, like, looking at himself in the mirror and kind of, like, fingering the cybernetics. And I was like, hmm, that's ominous. Yeah. Uh, so he might, you know, start as he becomes more and more machine. He might actually just, like, live through to that time. Hmm. How far in the future is he supposed to be? 50 years. 50 years. That's what he said. So he's I like, think he says 50 years. What, 45? Yeah. Seems kind of grizzled. Yeah, he's pretty grizzled. Yeah. He is fun, though. He is a good fighter. I like how he's got two guns, and Deadpool's like, can I have one of those? He's like, nope. No. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, and then there's the Juggernaut. Did you did you know it was the Juggernaut before the reveal? No. Me neither. I couldn't figure out what it was. I didn't. I wasn't going through my mental list of, like, what are some big bads in the Marvel Universe this could be, or the X-Men Universe. They're really messed up who owns them, but... Mm. Well, thing is, I actually don't like the X-Men all that much. Like, even... Wolverine, like Logan's a good movie, but I I don't really like any of the other movies. Logan, all the is comics, a great movie. X, I kind of liked uh, X Men Two. X Men Two was good. 
X-Men 2 is like it's an okay film but yeah. I really just don't like mutants like, mm. I think mutants are all dumb because <laughs> let's hear it I think Marvel standard Marvel has completely ruined the idea that team up movies like a team based superhero movies can be anything more than a once in a while thing and X-Men it's always going to be a team movie true right it's always a team up from the first one the X-Men are all people who are interesting by birth Right, there is literally nothing special about them except for the fact that they were born that way. Except for Logan. Well, I mean, he could heal. Yeah, he was born with this claws. healing factor, but the thing that's interesting about him was given to him later. Yeah, I'm okay. He's kind of interesting. He's like half interesting because he like by the time he gets the bone claws, he's been alive for over a hundred years. That's yeah. So he's he's the only one who gets metal bones because he's the only one who can yep. because he was born like that. And I think that's just pretty boring. And the number of things that a mutant can do is, like, astronomically varying in powers from, like, walking through walls, sending people back in time, or controlling the weather, and that's all somehow done through genetic mutation, which a collar can stop. Correct. Mm, I'm just not hot on the X-Men. That's fair. I mean, I haven't loved any of the movies either, but I was going to say no, I'm not talking just good. the movies. The comics are... I can't be bothered to read any of the comics. Fair enough. I can understand that. I did like the little tiny cameo they had in the X-Mansion. When they just closed the door? Yeah. Or like the whole team's just right on the other side of the hallway. And they're like, oh crap, it's Deadpool. I thought that was kind of more silly than anything else. They could have done away with that, I think. I mean, it was nice being there, but yeah. It was. And then Teenage Negasonic Warhead. She was fun. Mm. With uh, Yukio. I like the interaction they first have. <laughs> this is my, is that your girlfriend? <laughs> Like, stop being intolerant. And he's like, I was just surprised anybody would date you. <laughs> it's perfect. It was very good. He seems nice. Give him a chance. <laughs> and then just throughout the whole movie, hey, Deadpool. Hey, Yukio. Just, it's a good friendship. <laughs> I like it very much. And then she was useful in the final fight. I was like, is she even a mutant or anything? And I guess she kind of is. She's got electrified chains or something yeah she's electro meets ghost rider let's see according to the wikipedia her powers are superior armed and unarmed fighting abilities accuracy with weapons and genius level intellect so she's kind of a mutant kind of kind of she's just really good with weapons and unarmed combat and she's real smart so she's kind of like black widow i guess Mm. yeah so that's her but yeah, I enjoyed it. It was really, really good. Kind of sad that Terry Crews didn't have more to do because I love that man so much, but <laughs> it's cool. It was it was good jokes. So Juggernaut. Okay. As near as they're implying here, he's unkillable. Um, I don't think so. Because, I mean, you don't think so? No. All right. So they beat the crap out of him, shoved an electric cable up his butt, knocked him in a swimming pool, electrocuted him for a good mm, 10 minutes. High volts, low amps. Yeah, he's fine. And then he crawls out of the, the pool like he's okay. Yeah, high volts, low amps. Amps <laughs> will kill you. High volts is like a taser gun, like one that shoots the little metal prongs. They're like 50,000 volts. Which can kill you, yes. No, they can't because they they're can. low amps. They sure can. People die to getting tasered. Yeah, if they get t- tased repeatedly. Or they have a weak heart. Yeah, right? I don't think he has a weak heart. Although, Fair. technically, pe- people that are bigger don't live as long because they have weak hearts because their heart has to work harder and tires out uh, earlier in life because they have to pump blood around their gigantic body. That's why yeah. Andre the Giant died at like 30. Yeah, well, he just didn't stop, didn't stop growing is the thing. Yeah, and I mean, Juggernaut's huge. Yeah? Yeah. According to the Wikipedias, he's got superhuman strength, 
He is capable of withstanding blows from Thor. Mm-hmm. He is physically unstoppable once in motion, and he's able to generate a mystical force field that grants him additional invulnerability to any physical attack when is it when it is at its maximum. And he heals quickly, as when he was stabbed through the eyes by Shatterstar, his wounds were healed almost immediately. So he sounds pretty invulnerable. He's weak to psychic attacks. I don't know. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. It, all that all that he has there is a vulnerable. Uh, is defense yeah well the okay the helmet in the in deadpool 2 he says the helmet is so his brother can't take over his mind implying that his brother is actually charles xavier which is dumb which means who knows why he's actually wearing the helmet but yeah he can you know theoretically get xavier mind controlled and then killed i mean but how he could drown him Oh, actually, hang on. Once in motion, he does not tire from physical activity and is able to survive without food, water, or oxygen. He doesn't... What? Yep. How does he survive without oxygen? That doesn't I make any sense. What it See, says. this is why I don't like mutants. This is why I don't like mutants. They're all bullshit. <laughs> right? Okay, here's how I would kill that guy. I would, as Magneto, use his stupid metal helmet to crush and, like, impale into his neck, Right? Which wouldn't cut off his head or kill him, apparently, and then send that into space, into the sun. There you go. Very creative. I like this way of killing him. He doesn't actually die, but he it gets rid of the problem. Yeah, it's like putting Hulk on a spaceship and sending him into space. Exactly. Although, it is. that problem comes back. Or when Deadpool has an iron bar through his skull, and it kind of takes him out of it for a little bit. Yes. Just disable, not necessarily kill. Fair enough. On board. I did like that Deadpool hyped up the upcoming CGI battle <laughs> between Colossus and uh, Juggernaut. Time to sweep the leg. That's right. Play dirty. Fight dirty. <laughs> Go on. Say fuck. Just once. Come on. <laughs> it's corrupting Colossus one movie at a time. <laughs> so yeah, Juggernaut is in one of the X-Men movies, but he's small and people hate that version of him. He's like regular dude size, but he has everything else going for him. I mean, he's still bigger than most of the other people, except for, like, Beast. Small for Juggernaut, though. Compared to the oh, Juggernaut yeah, sm- in this movie, he's tiny. Right, it's like comic book Bane versus Dark Knight Rises Bane. Yeah. Yes, correct. I wish Bane was better in Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I wish that movie was better, too. Yeah, should have been better. Should have been better. Anyway, Deadpool just has great action set pieces. The fight in the prison, the fight on the uh, the convoy, the fight at the at the orphanage. Okay, this is something that really bothers me about the mutant universe. Mm-hmm. There are mutant kids all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And who are these adults that say to themselves, "I'm a torture of these mutant kids mm-hmm. because there's no chance they'll grow up and come back and murder me." Crazy and it happens Every time. It happens every time. Anybody who ever tortures and messes with mutant kids in these movies ends up getting horribly murdered. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a bad life choice. I understand that you might have some personal beliefs around this, but just out of self-preservation, maybe you don't do that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, these are crazy people. They torture people. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. They're just mentally unstable anyway. The one dude doesn't get killed by a mutant. He just gets hit by a taxi. (laughs) Yes. Good old Darpinder. That was another good moment. He's running with him up to the thing. He's like, I got this. I'll bathe in the blood of your enemies. And then instantly he's like, I'm going to go wait by the taxi. And Deadpool's like, good idea. 
<laughs> Let us listen to some tunes. Have it ready for us. Before you handle a gun, you must handle a mop. <laughs> and he was too. He was doing a good job. He was a good intern. Poor TJ Miller though will not be uh, in Deadpool three if they do one. Oh yeah, why not? Uh, he was had some like drunken public disorders and was accused of sexual assault. So that was a while ago. That ever go anywhere? Uh, yeah, it got to Marvel saying we're not going to take him out of Deadpool two, but he won't be in any upcoming films. That's what we're bummer. <laughs> Man, that <laughs> guy was on a good trajectory, and then he was like, "I'm gonna do the emoji movie. I'm gonna get drunk and make some inappropriate content." comments yeah and call in Ooh. a bomb threat on a train he did that yeah he called in a false bomb threat yeah he did not bomb threat i miss him in silicon valley he was a big part of that show uh holy crap i didn't hear about this hundred thousand dollar bond maximum sentence of five years in prison mm-hmm. he was traveling from washington to new york with a female passenger who he said had a bomb in her bag mm-hmm. that's weird this is a weird story Huh. So yeah, no, making poor decisions, T.J. Miller. But he is fun in this, for sure. Yeah, there's been a bunch of this over the last year or so, it seems like. Don't be jerks, everyone. I don't get it. Be yeah. nice to people. That's be all nice you to gotta people. do. It's not hard. Don't abuse your power. Indeed. So anyway, the Deadpool was good. I enjoyed it probably as much as I liked the first one. So good. Although if the time travel stuff turns out to be permanent and Peter's alive and Vanessa's alive and stuff at the start of the next movie, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> well, even with Vanessa being deaf? Okay, unless it's that. I'm just saying if she's back to like, hey, we're in love and there's nothing else going on, I'm going to be mad. Let's have a baby. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> no. Deadpool can't be domestic. It's not how he works. It's not who he is. He can't have a family. No, he's not allowed a family. I'm sorry. He's not. <laughs> You're really mad about this. <laughs> it just destroys the core of who he is. We uh, talked about this. Captain America joining Hydra is the same thing as Deadpool settling down with the family. It's the same thing. I mean, he wasn't exactly settled down when he had Vanessa. What makes you think having a kid would make him any more settled? He kind of was settled down when he was with Vanessa. Yeah, he was just out like, all across the globe taking his job international killing criminals left, right, and center. Yeah, and then he had to answer to her when he came home. It was dumb. So settled. Super settled. Talking about having kids? Settled. <laughs> anyway, the budget for this film was $110. Guess how much it has made already? $1.1 billion. No. Lord. Are you looking at domestic or worldwide? Has it been released? I mean, it's in Australia and in America. That sounds That's worldwide. That's true. Worldwide, I'm looking at. You Googling it. No. Mm-hmm. Time's I'm up. I'm not. Time's up. Guess. I said $1.1 billion. Oh, you did. Yeah, you were wrong. It's $300 million, though, for the opening weekend, which is pretty stupid amazing. That's pretty good. Yeah, they made their money back. Yeah. And it's 174 foreign, 125 domestic. So international audiences like the Deadpool. That's good. good. I don't think it's hit China yet. Probably not. Probably not. China gets these things late for some reason. We hate China. Okay. <laughs> it's got the records for the widest R-rated opening ever. Most theaters. It uh, is number two behind the biggest R-rated opening weekend domestic behind Deadpool 1. Fair enough. So one and two goes to the Deadpool. Turns mm. out if you do it right, you can make it happen, guys. Let's, mm-hmm. let's try having the next Spider-Man movie. Let's try Oh, ooh. <laughs> I don't think it works. I don't think PG-13 Deadpool works. I hope they don't do it. I'm saying let's have an R-rated Spider-Man. 
<laughs> that I'd be on board with. Yes. One hundred percent. An R-rated Spider-Man Deadpool team-up movie would make all of the money. <laughs> It'd probably break the record of the Deadpool's. Honestly, probably would. Yeah. You imagine. You know, people would take their kids to that. More than are taking them to the Deadpool movies, I can tell you that much. They're like, Spider-Man, he's a nice young fellow, but it's rated R. I don't pay attention to that stuff for some reason. <laughs> it's all a government conspiracy. I didn't have any infants in my Deadpool screening, so that was good. Um, Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Because uh, they were there for Avengers, I can tell I thought, you that. I, I thought you meant there was no infancy in the movie. I'm like, hmm. Oh. <laughs> we didn't talk about that scene, did we? No, we didn't. It was very off-putting. It was a little strange. It was. They just had to one-up the baby hand scene from the first one. That's all it was. Yeah. They were like, that got a lot of buzz. People were really freaked out by that scene. How can we make it bigger and better for Deadpool 2? And then the juggernaut rips him in half. And I was like, how does... Actually, does the other half grow a new Deadpool 2? It's not very explained about his regenerative powers when that happens. Yeah. I mean, that would be cool to see, though. It'd be awesome. There's two Deadpools running around. Just like... Reproduces through osmosis. <laughs> and then Vanessa has to choose. Although it's really, <laughs> it's really strange because well, the baby legs oh. were not cancerous. Yeah. They were just perfectly fine skin. They're still growing? That's a good point. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it would have been even more freaky if the baby legs were also cancerous. Mm. It'd be extra weird and gross. Yeah. But I mean, I had the question too when he's basically in pieces in the duffel bag that Colossus is dragging to the X Mansion. Right. How does that work? Does Colossus have to reassemble him or does he just like keep the torso and throw the rest of the stuff away? I think he just kept the torso. Or the head. Because the head's separate, right? Mm, maybe if you put them next to each other, they'll reattach. That's See, that's what I was thinking. It seemed like he came back faster that time than when he got ripped in half. Well, it just seems like getting blown limb from limb is more destructive than getting ripped in half. Hmm. Well, but yeah, he... maybe if you just put him on the couch and put his arms next to his stumps and his head next to his neck and then his legs next to his torso, they'll like... Reconnect. Yeah. Like, what am I thinking? Like knitting or something. Knit back together. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what they do with severed fingers and stuff. If they yeah. get it soon enough, they can kind of just like put it back on. Yeah, that's true. So maybe it just looks like that. Mm, maybe. <laughs> mm. They'll never answer these questions. No, they never will. Maybe you should tweet at Ryan Reynolds <laughs> to find out. I'm sure he would tell us. He, he might. <laughs> he works hard. His marketing is the best marketing. The marketing team for Deadpool is the best in the business. It just is. It might be, yeah. <laughs> Out of any film, any book, any video game, anything in the media space. Definitely. I mean, I think it's probably easy because Deadpool's a pretty meta character. So you're able to do a whole bunch of stuff with it. Like, you can't break the fourth wall in marketing with anything else other than Deadpool. That's true. That's true. It does make it a lot easier. Anyway, in conclusion, Domino is amazing. And I hope she is in future Deadpool films because she was a lot of fun. Man, we need a bus. <laughs> oh, hey, a bus. <laughs> yes, that does happen. I laughed. Yeah, I thought it was fun. All right, so the Deadpool's thumbs up, two thumbs up from both Wade and Falcon. Next week we have Solo to talk about. Solo, that's true. Do I have to see that one? Oh uh, yeah. I'll wait until you see it. <laughs> okay. That's you can fair. tell me if it's great. Yeah, I wouldn't. You know, hold my breath. You wouldn't. I would not hold my breath. No. Yeah, no, me neither. Although the Rotten Tomatoes has it at like 71%, which is not horrific. It's not incredible, but it's not like you want to tear your eyes out. Yeah, it's not like episode one. Yeah. 
Mm. Although I do have to remind you, I saw episode one seven times in the theaters as a 14 year old. So maybe I'm not the best judge. Do you still watch episode one with such willful glee? No. Okay. Well, see, you live and learn. The two main reasons that I loved that movie is one, Natalie Portman. That was my introduction to her. Holy crap. Like good times. And number two, just the lightsaber <laughs> fights. Just the Obi-Wan and um, Qui-Gon versus Darth Maul. Yeah. I think that alone was worth like the $6 movie ticket I was paying. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember especially loving the rest of it, but I think those two things, I was just like, let's go. Let's go back. And there was no other way to yeah. get it when you were that young. Well, I mean, DVDs existed. I could have waited for it to come out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you could have, but were you going to? I don't Was I? Apparently, you seven times says no. I don't think I ever did buy it, actually. I think I got my fill. Hmm. So there's a volcano in Hawaii. You see any of that stuff? Uh, I have seen a little bit of that, yeah. Apparently, the lava has reached the water now. It has. has reached the Pacific as of five hours ago, say the reports. So you just have huge clouds of steam pushing up from the water. One of the things I read is that the real estate kind of in the immediate vicinity of this volcano is like super cheap, obviously, right? Well, so then you have all these poor people that live there and don't really have the means to evacuate their stuff if they need to. So it's this crazy like catch-22 thing where it's like, I don't have enough money to live anywhere else, but I don't have enough money to evacuate when this volcano erupts. Uh, I guess. it. I, I, it's like it's sort of their fault for buying a house in Hawaii next to a volcano. Like... They don't need a passport to travel to mainland America, so just they they're, don't. They're, but there are cheap, plenty of cheap places there. Go live there. That's true, but plane tickets aren't that cheap from Hawaii. Sell all your stuff so you've only got a backpack, and then if you if you <laughs> can afford to buy a house, even a cheap house, you can afford to buy a plane ticket. It's probably true. And besides, well, no, no. I was gonna say that if <laughs> if they were smart, they'd have insurance, which. <laughs> <laughs> that you're not going to get insurance for volcano stuff if you buy a house at the base of a volcano. It's just, it's like trying to buy flood insurance in a floodplain in the U.S. You can't do it. The government will insure it, but like private insurance companies won't give you flood insurance if you live in a floodplain. It doesn't happen. I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> it seems fair. It seems, it seems fair. But, I mean, how many volcanoes do people live under, like... Without them erupting each year, they might be able to make a profit off that. Maybe. I guess it depends on how dormant it is, how likely it is to erupt in the next little while. A mm. couple of geological surveys and everyone's making money. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think. It doesn't seem like anybody was surprised by the eruption of this volcano, I guess. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone was surprised. Yeah. Nothing we can do about it now. No, it's way too late. Way too late for it now. What else do we have in the news? What else do we want to talk about? Anything else coming out? The Expanse might be back. Maybe, kind of, sort of. Who's picking it up? Uh, Amazon. Okay. So Amazon already airs it on Prime. Fair enough. And so it's kind of just like a... And they already, I guess they kind of partially own it. It's very confusing. Like, who owns The Expanse is a like crazy mixed up story. Right. But all day today, the subreddit that I'm part of for uh, The Expanse and the Facebook group that I'm in has just been going nuts with this thing that uh, Amazon's in talks about picking it up for season four. Nobody will officially comment about it, though. I'm not holding my breath here that it's going to happen, but apparently it's pretty serious. Right. 
I mean, there was that big effort to get, pe- get people to watch last week's episode and tweet about it, which you saw me do, and um, which you might have seen me do. And <laughs> apparently, it, I mean, it was trending. Save the Expanse was trending for a few hours that, um, on Wednesday night, and uh, the ratings were good. So hopefully that's enough to convince someone to pick it up. We'll see. It was a great episode last week, too. Holy smoke. So many things mm. happened. Fingers crossed. Fingers mm. crossed. Like, things happened that I don't know how they're going like, how do they clean this up or follow it up? Or I don't know. I can't say much without spoiling it, but it was just, it was a cr- crazy, crazy implications on the things that happened in that episode. Okay. Just trust me. Trust me on this mm. one. <laughs> you sound skeptical. Yeah, I mean, there's not much I can say. You, you can't spoil it, and I wouldn't understand the full context anyway. Good mm. point. In other news, Epic Games mm-hmm. revealed that it's going to be contributing $100 million to prize pools for Fortnite competitive play. I bet they can afford it. They probably can. I mean, they are played by every kid aged 8 to 16 on the planet and people outside that range, mm-hmm. too. Probably. I mean, my kids are way into it. They're very proud. Uh, they've each gotten second place in a battle royale over the last oh. couple of days, so they're pretty pleased That's by that. Good. Their strategy has basically been to hide <laughs> like a frightened squirrel for most of the time. That's, that's my strategy when I play those games. And apparently it works. Apparently their hiding strategy works until it's down to like the last two people and then they're just useless in mm. a fight. So they die. Fair enough. Yeah, I watched one of them. It was my uh, seven-year-old and he's like, I'm, I'm in the final two. And the, the circle is closing. And so he's going into where the circle is forcing him into. And then all of a sudden there's just these like three or four shots off the screen to the side. And he doesn't even react. He doesn't look. He doesn't try to dodge. He's just like, well, <laughs> it's inevitable. I know this is coming. Yeah. I, I, I pretty much do the same thing when I play like some PUBG. Is I just like get a couple bits of gear. <laughs> right, I'm going to hide in this building. And I'm going to make a move when the circle gets smaller. And I'm like, there's like one person left. And then I just die. Because the fighting part is hard. Well, yeah, that when I was playing, the fighting part was buggy and jank. Yeah, it still is, but... <laughs> yep. So that's cool. I mean, it's going to keep growing. Obviously, people can't get enough of the Battle Royale setup. Although it's funny, one of the podcasts that I listen to is uh, Katie Nolan. She's kind of a sports personality. And she loves Fortnite, but she plays the PvE stuff against the zombies. And she's the only person I've ever heard talk about playing the PvE side of the game at all. And so... So funny because people will be like, "You play the Fortnite? Wow!" She's like, "Well, I'm just I play the the building game where you have to hold out against waves of zombies. That's really fun." And people are like, mm, <laughs> "That's the one thing I had in common with you, and I guess I don't anymore." It's hilarious. She's not wrong. It's very funny. It is fun, but it but it yeah, costs money. Just nobody cares about it. Yeah, that's it. That's part of it. it costs money to play. It's not free like the Battle Royale. It's a good decision. Microtransactions, man. That's where the money is these days. Freemium model now coming to a PC near you. Certainly, single-player games can't make a buck these days. I mean, look at God of War. It didn't sell any copies. Nope, sure didn't. Nope, not a single one. Well, it's easier. I don't know. I mean, it's... Sure. If you want to make a AAA game that looks amazing and has amazing gameplay and has existing IP that people love, yes, you can sell a million copies. Yeah, but... But if you just want to make a whole bunch of money, capitalize on an existing trend, give it away, and then make people pay for hats. That's the model. Yeah, I'm not... Okay... I win. <laughs> I'm just not sure where you're like trying to debunk my argument. It's like, did God of War sell because it's got great gameplay? Probably. Did it sell because it's God of War? 
Probably. Does that detract from the fact that it made a bunch of money? Not really. Oh, I'm just saying it's so much harder to play to make a new God of War at the level of AAA than it is mm. to make something that you can freemium. Uh, yeah. No. In terms of like skill required, yeah, it's a lot harder to make because a lot of freemium games, especially the most popular ones, are in early access. They're buggy. They don't work. Those are just the games we're used to. A lot of games uh that are played in korean markets and overseas uh i just happen to know korean because i've in the cultural podcast they've talked about it a couple times that there's basically a one single formula that they just copy and paste into a whole bunch of different games where you buy gems or energy or whatever that nonsense that people go nuts for it's literally no skill in making it because you're just swapping out some picture files oh yeah those are a lot easier and you can turn a profit but people know what they're getting and they still go for it anyway. Exactly. So yeah, I'm just saying, I don't know, I'm just saying it's easier to do the freemium model as compared to the... Right. But in games like Fortnite and PUBG, they're actually new and original ideas, right? Like Battle Royale is not a new idea. No. PUBG, despite what they'll claim on Twitter, is not an original concept. No. Not even remotely close. It's been in books and movies for decades, if not longer. Yeah. Their games are buggy, but at least they're new, trying new things. And there are a thousand and one games that come out from an indie publisher or dev that their games look and play fine, right? They're not bad. Like There's bugs here and there, but every game has bugs, so you exclude that. They don't have a AAA polish, but they just fail because nobody's playing them because they're not interesting because they don't have the player base. Correct. And then some something like PUBG comes along, and, and you just turn around and say, "Oh, but it's a freemium game there to cash in and make money." You don't give any proper, you know, credit to the work that they do do as compared to the exceptional amount of work that a God of War will. That is correct. I don't. Fair enough. Well, and part of it too is like, what makes a game successful. A lot of it is kind of luck. It's kind of like what videos go viral on the internet. Nobody really knows. Hmm. It's like, would Fortnite be as big as it is now if Ninja hadn't decided to play it and if Drake hadn't decided to play with Ninja? If that never happens, like, how big is the game? I don't know. That happened after Fortnite was already huge, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Right. I think it's grown a lot since then. I think it's still maintaining current, like, stable growth. Like, it got a tiny bump from that with a whole bunch of people who don't really use Twitch or play lots of video games signing in, like, for to see drake that that's not a stable user base it'll grow it'll have exponential growth but that's not gonna keep going forever at that rate it'll then slow back down and then as those people either go well drake's not here now and i really actually don't care they'll just leave yes so it's still growing but something like that is a minor that's like that's a footnote compared to things like it being free and running on people's phones I think those are way more important than Drake. Sure, but there's a million games that are free and run on people's phones that aren't this big. Yeah, but there's a million games on Steam that aren't as big that run that are run on everything. Yeah. So I'm just saying I'm just saying we can't determine what's going to get huge. Right, but you can follow the trend lines and make a guess. Yeah, you can. I mean, I don't know. I, like I heard about Fortnite before it got huge and i was like oh it looks pretty fun i guess and might be a kind of neat thing and then it got ginormous do you know when i first heard about fortnite at e3 like eight years ago <laughs> what they were working on it that long I, eight years maybe overestimation oh. but i'm pretty sure I, it was when i was still reading 
uh, Game Informer magazines. It was, it's like six years ago. They've been working on it for ages. Wow. Right, that's the PvE stuff. Yeah. So they have eight years of AAA development, and then they cashed in on a rising trend. I'm not saying they didn't work. I'm saying there's a lot of people who have worked as hard as they have that didn't have and do not have this level of success. Yeah. Sometimes it's not about all the work that you do. Yeah. Sometimes it's luck. There's different factors involved. But making video games is not a meritocracy. Nope. It's unfortunate, but true. Very true. Very true. And on that very intelligent note, I think it might be time for the NBA Minute and a sign-off. Sure. All right. Start that timer that I used to trust that was 60 seconds, but you fessed up to it not being 60 seconds sometimes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One of those times we actually talked about beforehand and you agreed to. Yeah, you said let's do 80 seconds and then you gave me 50 and it was hilarious to no, everybody. No, no, no. 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 We talked about it beforehand and I said, hey, what if we went 20 seconds longer just to see if anyone noticed? And you said yes. And then a separate time I said, okay, let's do NFL Minute or whatever. And then I just secretly gave you 50 seconds. Those are two separate events. Oh, I misread. Okay. Anyway, the point is, Wade's going to troll. Maybe. But you also <laughs> said you were going to start timing these so you could nail it every time as well. Yeah, that hasn't happened. Yeah, I know. Yep. All right. Three, two, one, go. We've got some series in both the East and the West. Ladies and gentlemen, the de- uh, reports of the demise of both the Cavs and the Rockets were definitely very premature. Golden State is up 2-1, to one, but Game 2 was dominated by the Rockets... T- um, by the time of this podcast, maybe one team would have won because two more games are between it now and then, but we will see. The Celtics and Cavs are now tied up 2-2 two to two between two monster games by LeBron James in Cleveland. The Celtics look kind of young and discombobulated, which is what I expected from them in the playoffs, but didn't expect them to get this far. I'm not entirely sure they're going to win this series anymore. I was pretty darn sure of it after games 1 and 2 because they certainly blew out the Cavs then, but... Hmm. Anyway, it looks very, very much like LeBron is going back to the finals. I know that's a reactionary take, but if LeBron plays this well, Love plays this well, and the Celtics kind of play as young as they are, then it's going to be the Cavs in the finals. Once again, LeBron's streak is going to continue. And I'm just, yeah, predicting the Warriors coming from the West. It's going to be Warriors-Cavs again, and I think it's going to be a good series. Who? Anything else you want to say when we finish this thing up? Uh, No, I think that's better. Oh. I do want to say, actually, no, you post this after that. I was going to say, I'm going to be casting the Destruction Gaming Invitational StarCraft II tournament, uh, both on my channel and on Zombie Grub's channel and with Zombie Grub, um, the weekend of the 25th and 26th. I will get this out before then. then. Okay, deal. So if you're listening to this, uh, check me out, twitch.tv slash falconpaladin. I will be casting some GM-level stuff. With a $200 prize pool. And then on Saturday, I'll be casting with Zombie Grub for those finals. So if you want to hear a Falcon Paladin Zombie Grub pairing, which some people seem to be fairly interested in, tune in. You can find more stuff on either my Twitch feed or Twitch feed, Twitter feed, twitter.com slash Falcon Paladin or Zombie Grubs. There's information about it there. A link to a Team Liquid event post about it too. So I'd love to see you there. Come stop by and say hello. Anything you would like to talk about? No, no, I think we've got it all. All right, sounds good. Thanks for joining us again, all you beautiful podcast people. And until next time, as always, thanks for listening, and you take care of yourself.